Hey there. Welcome to Christ-Centered Combos. I'm your host, Kristen Ladd. Thanks for joining me as we talk to believers within the Christian Fellowship Ministries to hear the amazing stories of how God has transformed their lives. My prayer is that through each episode, we can be encouraged, uplifted, and inspired to press on towards the calling God has placed on each of our lives. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of Christ-Centered Convos. This week I'm interviewing my brother Jeff Hereka. Thank you for joining me, Jeff. Thank you for having me. So um, I wanted to follow up Mariah's story with your story. And since you didn't really grow up in the church, I wanted to hear about how you came to salvation. And then then we'll jump into your side of the story or your perspective of uh, the process with your wife. So how old were you when you got saved? She's um, thinking about it. Around 23 years old, I believe, 22, 23 years old. Okay, do you want to tell me a little background to yeah, your so life? Yeah, so a little background. So I grew up in Southern California. Um, it was seven of us and growing up in a three-bedroom house, so pretty rough. We didn't have a lot of money growing up. My uh, didn't really have a dad. He was there, but he wasn't, you know, a very dysfunctional family, always arguing, very abusive growing up. So I saw a lot of alcohol, a lot of drugs. There was a time where my family literally split up, and everything just fell apart. I don't know what was going on. I was in seventh grade at the time, and um, my brother and my sisters went to drugs. My three younger sisters uh, went to live with my stepsister, where my mom lost custody of them. So I was pretty much left essentially alone until my grandfather. Oh, wow. You said, you know what, I'm going to take you in. My grandfather took me, and that's where I base all of, like, what he's taught me and how I grew up. Uh, he taught me old school way of how to treat women, you know, how to be a man, how to manage my finances, how to just carry myself in a successful way. So, um I, I wanted to make him proud, so I wanted to serve my country. So when, when I made it out of high school, um, I went to serve my country, but I still found something missing when I was serving. And I remember my friend Jason, he picked up this flyer, and it happened to be a Potter's House flyer, and he got saved. And he was always trying to get me to um, to go, and I would always say no. I was still dr- I was heavy into drinking at this time in the Navy. I was really foul, you know, a foul human being. You, didn't, you wouldn't like me if you were around <laughs> me. I was just mean, but at the same time, I was respectful. I don't know how, if that <laughs> kind of goes with no, it. No, I think that that's a standard thing in the in any branch of the military. They think they're good people, but they still have lots of issues in their hearts. Right, uh, and, and and I I thought I was achieving something with serving my country, but I I, I didn't have that fulfillment. And right. um, I remember when I was on deployment, the girl I was with at the time was I was supposed to marry her. But um, she ended up cheating on me while on deployment and sending me all these nasty pictures and stuff and oh everything. Man. So that kind of obviously put a sour taste in my mouth. And I really just totally broke down on the ship. I found, like, this dark room where nobody could see me, and I literally broke down, and it really tore me apart. Where I was like, you know, I'm done. I'm done, you know, trying to date. I'm trying to trying to be in happiness. I was like, I'm just worried about myself. It's, it's me now. Yeah. Nobody else. And I was kind of talking to God, but I wasn't giving him the room to move in that area. So when I came home, my friend Jason says, just come out. You know, he was there to pick me up from deployment. I walked down the pier. He was there, picked wow. up my stuff uh, from the apartment I was living at, got out of that apartment with the ex and everything. And I and I went to service that night, and I happened to have a guest speaker. And I'm this guest speaker was just talking about, you know, uh, uh, how you can be bound 
a certain sin and and how you could be tormented by that, but you could deal with rejection and stuff. And it was just speaking to me. And then he gave me a word that night about rejection. Wow, awesome. And I was like, wow. So that's when I first gave my life to Christ. Um, I'll be honest, I wasn't the perfect Christian when I first, I don't think there really is a perfect Christian. But (laughs) when I got saved, uh, I was still on the wayward side, a little bit drinking here and there and stuff. I wasn't as drinking as much, but I remember my grandfather saw me really drunk, really bad, you know, and um, I promised him that I'd stop drinking. So, but I also promised God too. So I quit drinking and then I still kind of backslid though. I went back into some of the stuff I was doing and, uh, it was, it, I was dealing with a lot of personal issues, a lot of my past issues, and wondering why why this stuff wasn't happening, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I really gave my life to Christ, especially when I came out here, uh, got stationed in Fallon. And, uh, you know, I made a promise to God, and I rededicated my life here at the altar at this church. And uh, that's when I really started focusing on God. I knew what I had to do at that point. And how know? old were you at that point? Well, I would say, what was it, 2013, so it was what? My math is terrible. <laughs> uh, seven years ago from now, so was that oh. like not seven? Uh, I was probably <laughs> like twenty six, twenty seven okay. years old. Okay. You know. So there, there was a short period of time when you were going to church before you were stationed in Fallon that that you were trying to live for God, but you still were struggling to I find your way. Yeah, I was still struggling to find my way. I was, I was going, and I was becoming more faithful on going. And I was learning about tithing and offering in San Diego and everything, and I was going faithfully, but I wasn't faithful. I don't know if that makes sense. You know what yeah. I mean? It was, you know. You were going more uh, out of, like, duty or, like. You knew you had to go, but yeah, you weren't. Some, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But not so much that in your heart you wanted to go and you wanted to be there kind of thing. Yeah. And yeah, then exactly. how long were you here in this church before you met your wife or knew that she was the one? <laughs> I always get feedback from this. It's pretty funny. Um, so when I came to the church, I literally sat in that back row, and, and I remember sitting in an empty chair. I was like, I'm just going to come to church. I made a promise to myself and God, I'm going to come to church. I'm going to serve God faithfully. I'm, I'm no longer bound to alcohol. You know, I'm clean, right, but I know I needed to serve God. So I would drive from Fallon all the way to Reno, right? Can I intervene right here? Yeah, I want to ask you, what made you decide, or what do you think it was when you were, from when you were going to church before to when you came here, what made you decide that you were going to actually go all in this time? When I backslid, I felt the separation I had from God. Okay, awesome. Um, and I realized that, I was like, wow, this is what being separated from God feels like. Like, you really feel alone. Like, People can go here and play the church game all they want, but if you're not really indebted to God and you're not really trying to serve him for the right reasons, knowing that he can change your life, which he has changed mine, um, you can totally feel, feel the difference. So when I, when I backslid, I truly felt the separation from God. Um, and it's like, you know, it's different from being a sinner before and not knowing the word of God, not knowing salvation, and then getting saved and changing your life. Right. But when you backslide, you see that separation of what God did in your life and where you can be, you know. So it's remarkable the miracle God can do in lives. So then how long were you backslidden before you Um, made that choice? I would say a good six six months. Oh, wow. Yeah, where I I just stopped going. You know, I became prideful. Uh, It was a big pride issue with me, you know, I'll serve my country, and I was like, you know what, no. You know what, nothing's happening for me. I'm going to go make it happen. This is how my grandpa raised me, though. And, and I'm not trying to say my grandpa raised me the wrong way because he raised me the right way. But 
but it was I it, I was missing the God factor. You I know? think that it's just the way that that the world is now with like that sense of entitlement, but. Yeah. everybody still needs god <laughs> well and here's the thing like i never felt entitled because i served you know right. I, I my grandfather raised me don't ever feel entitled you earn your keep you do right. your best at the job and whatever you do is what you're going to reap from it kind of like what you reap what you sow it's yes. kind of funny yeah. but he raised me with that mentality so i never serving never ever would i go out there thinking like oh i deserve this no right. my whole issue was like no now I'm going to be my man. I'm going to take care of my stuff because right. I'm going to make it happen. I guess that's what I mean. Like no, no, they and feel I like they yeah. feel like they have to do everything themselves. Yeah, and, and it's it's a humbling moment yeah, when you when you give that's it to what God. I was gonna say. And that's what it is when you <laughs> humble yourself before God, and you actually like, wow, you know, if I give God this much room in my heart, He moves this much. Right. You know, if you give God an inch, He's going to take ten miles. Yeah, you know what wow. I mean? But mm -hmm. it's just. It's the pride issue with me. I had to humble myself big time. But yeah. it was just the way I was raised, you know. Uh, I, I was raised from my grandpa's generation, not a millennial mindset, but his right. mindset. Yeah. From, I, his friends were my friends. And I tell everyone, I used to go to coffee shops with his friends and just hear their war stories, hear oh, wow. stories from the Great Depression, stuff like that. But how they, 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 you know, they got up from that and they worked hard. And to be honest, that also came with a prideful spirit. Yeah. Because, like, oh, look at what we did, you know. And that's a great thing. But being saved really opened up my eyes to bigger pictures. Like, no, God has his hands on this. Yeah. You know, and that's where I came to the conclusion when I came out here to re And when I got stationed in Fallon, I wanted to serve God. I was like, you know, I'm going to give God more time. I'm going to give God more room. Yeah. Um, it came to that's a lot awesome. of me letting a lot of my stuff go, yeah. when I, especially when I lived in Fallon. You know, it's just giving time to God, moving for him. Awesome. So it's funny. Back so then, yeah, back to the <laughs> thing with... How you Sorry met about that. Um, so, yeah, I came here. I sat right in the middle between her dad and her. Didn't know I took her mom's seat. And I'm oh. looking over, <laughs> and I see her dad looking at me from the corner of my eye. I'm like, this is weird. Like, why is he looking <laughs> at me, you know? And then the first word I say to her when we introduce ourselves, she's like, hi, I'm Mariah. And I'm like, Jeff. <laughs> you know, it's just straight. Nothing. I'm not here for you. I'm not here for no one. I'm here for myself. I want to serve God. Not in a rude way. Well, yeah. But, like. I don't want no distractions. You were focused. <laughs> so my own intentions was not to come here and get married, take a girl and take her out of the church. <laughs> That's what a lot of military people have done. Mm. But I, that was not my intention. You know, uh, my intentions was I need God, you know, and I need to make the commitment now. It was several months later where I heard her sing. I think it was for Christmas. Oh, um, okay. So you're like just <coughs> coming to church, <coughs> doing your thing. Yeah. And I heard, and I heard her sing. I was like, oh, sparked my interest. And I went hmm. up to talk to her and asked her, you know, and I opened her door for her to leave and stuff. And I don't know. It kind of went from there. Uh, there was a little hiccup there between her family and me, but um, God moved in that situation. And I mean, I'm really blessed, you know, to be married to her. Yeah. You know. I think it's it's awesome. The example ship of your of your marriage. It's inspiring to me. And it gives me hope. <laughs> oh, and believe me, that's that's what <laughs> so that's what God has done in my life. You yeah. know, I mean, he he seeing her and being blessed with her and what I had before and what ruined my life before and then serving God and what he's blessed me with in such a short time sparked hope in my life. Yeah. You know, sure. Especially just seeing the world as I was when I was a sinner in the Navy. So then dealing with uh, going into like. How long? Did you guys court? 
I know it was quick because of her <laughs> health issues. <laughs> it was pretty quick, but um, because of her health issues, it would. I don't think it would have taken longer though either, because you know right. it's just we had that God factor. Yeah, in it to where God's like, timing wow, is you know, God's God is great. Time, yeah. yeah, but um, it was about a month and a half. Wow. To two months probably. <laughs> a lot wow. of up, ups and downs, but I mean. And then how was that that process for you dealing with her being sick and going through all that and. Oh, so, um, yeah, she, she gave me the choice to stay with her, you know, um, because she knew it was hard, and I knew it was hard because my grandmother went through it. My mom went through it. Cancer's around a lot. That just is blowing my mind, you saying that right now, because God puts people in all of our lives who have been through things that will later on help other people or will help uh, us you know what i mean testimonies that's crazy personal testimony so it is crazy and so i understood what she was telling me she was giving me the option of staying with her or not and like i said my grandpa raised me to be like if you know i didn't look to my marriage as a job but he always told me if you're gonna do a job right you do it right till the end you do it right the first time you know but be committed and uh just bite the bolt and get it done do your best and he always raised me to be a man of my word you know, I gave her my word. I stick with her, and I told her, you know, I'm sticking with you. You know, this is wow. this isn't about me. It's not about you. This is about you know faithfulness to God, and God's gonna move. So we're believing in God right from the start. So I gave her, I gave her my word that I would stick with her. Awesome. So uh, through that process, through the time of being in the hospital and stuff, how did that? How was that for you, or how did that grow your relationship both with her and with God? So it was very humbling. At one point, I remember one night, she she could not get no sleep. Um, was this while she was in the hospital? Yeah. Um, I remember seeing her. Uh, she couldn't control herself. Mm-hmm. She was, like, really overheating, you know, mm. 105 temperature. <clears throat> and uh doctors are cooling her down with towels mm-hmm. and stuff and i was sitting there and i can't do nothing it's like the one time in my life where i'm like i can't do nothing what do i do so i start to pray yeah and god starts cooling her down awesome <clears throat> and it was in that time where i was like you know what god's gonna take control it's not me we gotta rely on god it's all, yeah. it's all what God did in her life. <clears throat> Sorry. So uh, seeing that really brought maturity in my life. I was like, you know what? Like, our life is short, you know? Yeah. I We got to experience life, like, reborn in her. I got to see, experience kids, like little four-year-old kids in a hospital fighting for a life with leukemia, just happy. Yeah. You know, and then here I am worried about the stupid things that I was dealing with. It really matured me in my walk with God. And I know I've stumbled here and there since then, but that's what life is. And following Christ is not easy. Right. And most people think it's going to be a straight road. No, it's a roller coaster. I think coaster. that there's several <coughs> different levels of growth and maturity that happen as we're yeah. walking with so him. So that seeing her go through that and what God put us through in that whole time, but keeping the faith really spoke into other people's lives. They We've had doctors come into the room and say, you know what? Your room is always different compared to someone else's room. We always feel like depression in other rooms, but when they come into yeah. our room, it's because it's filled that's with God. so awesome. So <laughs> when people tell us that, that's like, wow, like, this yeah, is amazing. Can, yeah. This is God. 
you know? So we, we really had the God factor in it. And I always say God factor because God was in control. It's not That's me. It's not my yeah. wife. Doctor said, oh, you got 20% chance of living. Mm-hmm. No, we're going to survive. Oh, we don't know if you're going to make it through his treatments, the test treatment. No, we're going to make it. Right. You know, I mean, the stuff that happened to her in the hospital, doctors even told her and me straight in the office saying, we don't know how this is happening. It's a miracle. You know, when yeah. she got completely healed and she healed faster than anyone they had in that hospital at any time, um, the doctor was really skeptical in the beginning. But she literally told my wife after that that um, she was like, uh, you know, what? at first I was questioning your God and everything, what you believe in. But she's like seeing you now. She's like, I want to believe in the God you believe in. Wow, that's awesome. And doctors are great. I know God yeah. put heels here for a reason, you know, but there are prideful ones. Just like prideful mm-hmm. anybody. Yeah. But but when he can move a heart like that, that means, wow, that's God taking control. That's, mm-hmm. you know, it's not me. You know, they saw what God did to her life because her first chance at cancer, you know, they don't know how she got healed. The treatments weren't working. Wow. You know, just look at some of her photos. It's just, yeah. it's insane, but it's a good insane, you know, awesome. to see what God did. That's awesome. You know? So, yeah, I can imagine <coughs> that that would be a total, like, growth and also being like right out the gate in your marriage having to work through that but god brought you to her for that exact reason well and others well he brought (laughs) i I know people say like oh he brought you in the right time for her to take care of her and stuff and i look at the other way i think god put her in my life you know to save me so i think it's a balance yeah. You know, our marriage is a blessing. It's it's all God, though. It's, it's a awesome. true testament of what God did, not yes. what we did. Right. But what he did. But what you, know? you focused on on him, and he brought you together. Exactly. And that's, that's awesome. So through that whole thing or through uh, your life or as you've been saved, uh, is there a scripture that you hold close to your heart? Proverbs twenty seven nineteen. Okay. Um, it's as in water. I said it this morning too during Bible study, but it's um, as in water, face reflects face, but a man's heart reveals the man. And it talks ab- to me. It speaks about integrity. You know, what am I revealing to God, not to people, about my heart? Where is my heart condition at? Like I, like I said, I can wear a nice suit all day, every day, and I can play the Christian part. But is my heart really in it for God? Is my heart in it for people? Is my heart in it for my wife? Am I being a godly man every day? And, and so. Going through what we did with her cancer treatment and everything, it brought me to a realization. It's like, no, I need to be a Christian for God all the time. You know, right. so that one is what I always hold close to my heart. And it's it's stuck with you. And, and it's stuck with me. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then <coughs> can you tell me something that he's been doing lately in your, what is some factor of your life that he's been working in So lately? I'm glad you asked that because um, when I got when when we were done with her chemo and everything, I made one of the other toughest decisions in my life because I want I, I knew I, God was calling me to preach and I know I'm called to preach and I obviously have a lot of growing to do still, um, and a lot of you know a lot of growing, <laughs> but I made a decision to get out of the military you know and at this point I was eight years in the military, it's all I ever knew. You know, and this was like at a point where like, wow, you know, God bless us with good insurance. You know, we're taking care of my wife and everything. But I wanted to choose. I wanted to choose um, to serve God and be sent out, but also didn't want to leave her side anymore. You know, so I made that decision and it came down to the last day, last second. 
it's just crazy, right? So I'm calling pastor. I'm like, what should I do? What should I do? So and pastor's not giving me a straight answer. Sorry. Sorry. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so you were to the point of whether you were going to re-enlist or not? Yeah. Oh, okay. And I wanted to stay in because I knew the job security, but I also know God had a calling on my life, yeah. has a calling on my life. Um, okay. So I, I was literally calling pastor. It was last hour, and I went back to the station. She can attest to this. She's sitting there. And I got the pen to paper, and I'm about to sign to re-enlist for six years. Six, wow. Six more years. And I was going to do a whole 20 at that point if I was going to do it. But y- mm. you know when you get that conviction? You get yeah. that conviction from God, and you know, like, okay, God's calling me to serve him. Like, I have to put away. Like, when you get, if I can explain it like this, it, as a Christian, you're called to be, you step out of your comfort zone. The Navy was my comfort zone. We, yeah. Guaranteed to retire mm-hmm. at 38. I'm 31 right now. Oh. I think about it a lot. Well, then. But, <laughs> yeah. but God was calling me to higher purpose, right. and that's people. It's not about myself. Yeah. You know, I can live in security all I want, but is my heart right? You know, am I trying yeah. to get people saved? So it, it literally came, and my, uh, my friend, he, he was a really good friend, the NC1. Uh, that's his rank. Sorry. Um, <laughs> he's looking at me, and he's just amazed. I said, like, you know, I'm not doing it. I'm going to serve God. I told him straight to his face, I'm going to serve God. That's a awesome. lot of people, it was crazy. Is this the same friend that brought you to the church? No. Oh, okay. No. My, uh, he lives in Tucson, Arizona, and he's oh, still okay. serving God. He's going to Pastor Warner's church. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good friend. Okay. Really good friend. Yeah, but, um, yeah, so doing that, though, I've seen what God has done in my life. He, bl- You know, he blessed me with uh, several jobs to keep us going until I actually got into, you know, the field that I'm in now. Okay. So it's just a blessing to see what God has in store once you relinquish a lot of yeah, the stuff you're clinging you to. Surrender. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. And I had to do a lot of that. I had Don't to do we all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's what everyone's gonna be tested in different yeah. parts of their lives. For sure. You know? All right, that's awesome. Uh so through that, like, you decided to not re enlist and then you've just been God's been helping you through uh to get to you're not necessarily looking for a different career path, or you weren't, but... No. So, my answer after all that, when I got out of the military, it was like, the hardest part was the finances and the security. Right. You know, and um, so that's what God has dealt with me a lot lately is, okay, don't worry, I'm going to provide, I'm going to provide, and he has provided. I think that that's something that we all struggle with, like, I don't know, I think that, like, it takes humbling, I guess, sometimes to realize oh if i just trust god he'll take care of it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and it, it's and hard even to do when that, it comes like down to the wire you know and then you're like freaking out and stressing how <laughs> am i gonna do this and then oh yeah god yeah <laughs> exactly yeah exactly and it's it, it's amazing once you do it and it takes a lot in a person to do it yeah but when you give him a, a lot of the rain to in your life You'll see the blessings he opens up, you know. Yeah. Like I, there was a time where I was working, where I was working uh, graveyard, and I wasn't making it to church. You know, I wasn't yeah. making it on time, and I, I started praying. You know, God, I want, I, I want to still keep my title, but I want to be available for God. And now He's given me a, in the same field to make it to church. I'm here all the time, every service. I'm able to make it a drama. I'm able to be in, um, you know, Bible studies or make it the Bible studies and make it the every service without missing it and be able to keep the same title I have. So it's just a blessing to see that God opened doors like that. You know, there was a time where I I didn't have a job for six months. Mm -hmm. And that was difficult, you know, but God really 
that's when I started leaning more on reading my word and really drawing into faith and being faithful to God. And then I saw what God was doing. He was bringing spiritual growth in me. So God's always continuing to work. And that's what I'm yeah. starting to see is like, wow, God's going to continue to work in my life no matter what I may face. I just got to trust him. Yeah, you know? for sure. Which is everyone's difficult. Yes. <laughs> we area. all have our seasons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So uh, is there anything else you wanted to add or anything you would want to encourage anyone listening with? Yeah. Uh, whatever you may face in life, you know, um, and what you seem to see is impossible, God makes possible, okay? If you, you believe that God can really heal you, I can tell you from experience that he can heal. Um, you don't think God can do miracles? My wife's a walking miracle. Amen. Can't argue that. But if you really want to test God, come serve him. Start <laughs> leaning into prayer. Step up to the plate because he's yeah. always there to meet you. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Jeff, for taking the time to join me for my podcast. Um, I appreciate your guys' story. It's really an inspiration to me, and I hope it's an inspiration to others as well. Uh, no, praise God, and thank you for having me. And I'm going to just close in prayer, and that will do it for this episode. So, Okay. Father God, I thank you, my God, for uh, the privilege to speak to my brother Jeff to hear another part of this amazing story God I thank you for all that you've done in his life I thank you for the blessing of him in my church I thank you for all that you are going to do through this couple I pray that you continue to guide them and help them my God and just bless them and help them as they continue forward in all that they are to do for you in Jesus name Amen, amen. hello podcast listeners I just wanted to stop by real quick to say thank you to all those who are listening to the podcast. I wanted to ask if you are enjoying the podcast, if you could possibly go to whatever platform you listen on and leave a review of the podcast. Just that helps it to be seen by people who maybe don't even know that the podcast exists. Also, I would like to ask if you listen to an episode and you find it encouraging or maybe it makes you think of someone else that it could encourage if you would be so kind as to share that episode to share the podcast with your friends I would greatly appreciate it um one other note there is an option if you are enjoying the show and would like to see it continue and to help me improve the show there is an option in the every episode show notes. There's an option to sponsor the podcast if God puts it on your heart or possibly you would like to help out so that I'm able to continue doing the podcast, possibly improve sound quality, sound equipment. It would be greatly appreciated. It's not required. I'm just asking if anyone feels inclined to do so. Um, again, thank you guys very much for listening, and I greatly appreciate the privilege and the opportunity. And thanks, and have a blessed day.